Hey, and welcome to A Living My Youth, the show where we look back at pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. My name is Noel Fogelman. I had a chance to talk with Kurt Malou, the former lead singer of the band Duble, or Double. Kurt will fill us in on the proper pronunciation. The band had one of the best one-hit wonder songs, not just of the 1980s, but of all time with The Captain of Our Heart. The song was a massive hit worldwide in 1985. It reached number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. The song also made the band the first Swiss act to reach the top 40 in the Billboard Hot 100. The US version of the video features an un- almost unrecognizable 15-year-old Denise Richards featured among the rest of the models. I spoke with Kurt about his relationship with the song, the unlikely success of it, and are there any cover versions of The Captain of Her Heart that he enjoys. Here's my conversation with Kurt. And helping me relive my youth today is Kurt Malou. Kurt, how are you today? Oh, it's nice to be on your show now. And it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, before we you know, get into your whole career and everything, I have to know because it's one of the many questions of the universe, the chicken and the egg, uh, are we alone in the universe? Is it double or duble? It's double for us, but I mean, in, in England they say duble, in, Fran- in France they say double. <laughs> it's quite funny. But when, when, we were, when we were talking about our own band, we said double. Yeah, because it's funny, because in, in America, I've heard it on the radio both ways, and it's funny, because if you look at the cover of your album, Blue, there, you guys are multiplied, so it makes sense that would be double. Yeah, that's that was the idea behind the name, yeah. And, um, I mean, a lot of people didn't, didn't check it in the first place. They thought we were a combo of four guys, but um, we were only two. Right, and the way, I mean, I can understand being called Duble because the way your music sounds very smooth and, you know, and catchy. So, Duble makes sense, but also double, so that's, I'm glad that's settled right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so, when did you first get involved in music? How, how young were you? When I was 11, I started to play the guitar, um... My parents rented the guitar for me because they didn't believe I would I would stick to it because I I, I started a lot of things like uh, soccer and, and and then I ended up uh, doing something else. But with the guitar, I I stick to the guitar uh, yeah until these days. And since eleven, I played my guitar. Now, when uh, how old were you when you first uh, got into? Uh your very first band? I think it was, I was 13, 13 or 14 at school. We had a, we had a, a trio and uh, nobody wanted to sing. So, so I took the part as the singer. And um, I mean, I, I didn't take it seriously because I always, at that time, I, I always uh, uh, saw myself as a guitar player. But um, then later much later i i became more like a singer because uh, people now know me as a singer and not and not as a guitar player right now were, were your parents uh like receptive for you becoming a musician well not really i mean my, my mother was very musical she played the mandolin and and she she had a she actually they had a, a family group 
my grandparents and the two sisters. Uh, they all played mandolin, and, and the father played um, uh, sort of a guitar and, uh, from the Middle Ages. And, and they went from house to house and uh, did some concerts because radio was just in the beginning. And um, she used to dance, she used to sing, she used to play. So she was very musical. But when when I came up with the idea to become a full-time musician, <laughs> she, she didn't like the idea at all. Uh, but, uh, well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure they respected it, but, you know, they weren't too happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So... You were in a couple bands before uh, Double. Uh, you met Felix in Ping Pong, correct? No, actually before. Okay. Even, um, with a solo project that was like a just just a life uh, a life group. Uh, we didn't record any 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 records. But uh, I met him at a jam session. He came back from Boston. He was um, at at, at, a, at the Muse Berkeley School there, and. Um, he was a great drummer, and, and we played together and immediately liked each other, and the way he was he was uh, into funk and, and, and the music at the time. And we decided to, to do something together, so he started to play drums in my group. That was called Malulala. And um, yeah, from there, the trio Ping Pong, um, developed and, 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 and after the bass player left with ping pong we, we were only the two of us and uh, we were looking at, at each other and said uh, uh, let's double it <laughs> that was the beginning right now you had more of like a jazz background right growing up correct and still do right yeah I was listening to a lot of jazz music but but Felix uh, even more came from from jazz he was a jazz drummer and um, we all we like all kinds of music. I was listening at the time. I was listening to the New York Dolls, whatever, yeah. uh, Funkadelic, Parliament, and of course a lot of jazz like Miles Davis, Archie Shepp, whatever. And we started to, or we tried to combine um, in the band we had before that that was called Tropo, Nine People, a fusion of of jazz, funk, and and also punk, and. Um, yeah, we were experimenting with styles, but with double, we we were concentrating more on the smooth side of of, uh, of what we liked. Yeah, so which was was great. Uh, so then you released a couple uh, singles before the album Blue came out, right? Uh, Woman of the World, yeah. Rangoon Moon. Yeah, yeah. Even Naningo was the very first one, but but. Uh, it didn't didn't really succeed, and and then was Rangu Moon, and then Woman of the World, and through that process, also my voice changed because my voice became more the voice of a crooner, more smooth. Before I was I was singing louder with more pressure, but then I I, I found the voice that everybody knows now uh, through the process of of. Um, of uh, developing the project double, that was very interesting, actually. Was that something that you discovered on your own? Did like producers or even feel it? No, it just happened. Just it happened. just happened because uh, the music got smoother and smoother, so my voice had to adapt, and uh, and then I felt very comfortable 
by singing uh, with uh, uh, low volume, close to the microphone. That was something else. Like because when when you only perform live, you, you tend to sing loud because uh, you have to actually. Uh, especially at that time, the technique was was not that good that you could sing low, uh, and, and still everybody um, it was audible to, to everybody. So um, I was tending to sing loud, and, and also the music was made for a loud singer. But then my voice changed, and uh, I became very comfortable uh, in doing that. Right. And double never never toured in the U.S. or anywhere, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a pity actually because Felix uh, had stage fear. He, he didn't want to he didn't want to go on stage with that project because he thought that uh, we will never um, be able to 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 transmit the sound that was on record. But my my idea was that this wasn't a big problem because I mean life is life and and and, and recording is recording. But there we had. We have different opinions, and uh, I missed I missed it, especially now uh, that I see how much fun it is to to be back on stage. So with double, there was only one performance, live performance uh, in a TV studio. That so that was it. Right. Yeah. That, that that would have been you know really cool to see you guys perform. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So they always say like you know the the. Big hits, you know, the great song takes, you know, little time to write. Was that the case with Captain of Our Heart? Well, Captain of Our Heart was was a lucky streak, of course, because um, we didn't we didn't consider uh, the song as a single, and neither did the record company in the in the first place. But um, at the time, you know, uh, the radio stations only played up tempo uh, kind of dance music stuff disco whatever uh it has it had to be 120 beats per minute and the captain is a ballad and uh, they said they would never play it on the radio uh fortunately all the the, the secretaries in the record company they start to whistling the, the hook the melody the piano melody they couldn't get it out of their heads and uh this convinced the a and r department to uh release it as a single and that was yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah. After all. Yeah, it's a good thing for those secretaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was 11 years old when the song came out, and it's, you know, unusual for like an 11-year-old to kind of get drawn into that song, but I did. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the, the hook, just, you know, everything about it, it just, you know, made, you know, it's, you escape to that song, and as you get older, you appreciate the lyrics more and just everything about it. But are you kind of surprised how, I don't know, how the song kind of took off? Well, um, I mean, I knew that, that, that uh, you can't get the melody out of your head, of course, because you know, I was listening to it a hundred times. Uh, while recording, and I, it, 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 it's a hook, and it sticks in your head. I knew that, but the song has um, more than just one level. As you said, um, when you listen to the lyrics, there this is another dimension, and uh, there are a lot of people in the world um, were were uh, uh, drawn to the lyrics because they said, "Oh, th this is telling my life," whatever, and so. 
you can just listen to it and listen to the to the hook line of the piano and and, and, and and sing along with it, or you can dive into the whole atmosphere and and then the song gets you uh, on another level. Uh, and this is this 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 is very interesting. Also for me, still when I hear the song, I can. I, I mean, I can walk, you know, through the do-it-yourself market, and then uh, from the speakers, I, I, I sometimes hear the captain of a heart. It was way past midnight And she still couldn't fall asleep This night the dream was leaving She tried so hard to keep And with the new day's dawning She felt it drifting away not only for a cruise, not only for a day Too long ago, too long apart She couldn't wait another day for The captain of her heart The day came up, she made a start She stopped waiting another day for The captain of her arm She couldn't wait another day for The captain of her Couldn't wait another day for 
captain of a heart As the day came up she made a start She stopped waiting another day for The captain of the heart Too long ago, too long apart She couldn't wait another day for That's good. And you kind of revisited your old friend on your Luby Avenue album, correct? Oh yeah, this was a reminiscence to our uh, mutual work because Felix died in in 2004 uh, from a heart attack and I was preparing a solo album at the time. But then I thought I should do something uh, to to like remember the the time we we were making music together. So uh, uh, in the late 90s we went to the studio again together uh, recording eight tracks but they were unreleased uh, and then when he died uh, I gave the material to a producer that I know and said do something with it and, and, and that was the result uh, that was Loopy Avenue actually a tribute album to the Double Days yeah it's, it's a fabulous album uh, thank you sure who, um, who is the woman that performs Captain of a Heart with you it's Pat Appleton. Uh, she's the singer of a new jazz group that's called uh, D-Fass. Okay. Uh, they were quite famous in the 90s, and uh, yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, she, she totally did. Uh, the Devil's Ball uh, remake, or, you know, updated version, did uh, Herb Alpert, did he uh, record again, or was that just lifted from the No, previous? no, no, that was the original uh, trumpet from the from the uh, original recording. Um, the whole, the whole uh, double songs uh, from, from back in the 80s and also the ones from the 90s, uh, they were like um, reworks, you know? The, uh, yeah, the producer didn't want to say it was a remix. He said it was a rework because there were also additional recordings. And, but the voice uh, is, is, is my voice from, from back then. No, no, that's not true. Not, not even true. Because exactly with Devil's Ball, I had to sing it again because it didn't, it didn't really fit. But the trumpet is original. It's Herb Alpert. Okay. So I, I know uh, Herb was or the owner of uh, A and M, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the A from A and M. Yeah. Now, is that how um, he got involved in in performing? Or did you ask him, yeah. or did he volunteer? Yeah, yeah, we asked him. Uh, I mean, we, we were recording Devil's Ball with a piano. 
and uh, we were at the uh, the Pink Floyd Studios in London, and um, we liked it. But but there was something missing. I don't know. It, and and I had the idea to why don't we use a trumpet? And uh, of course, we thought about Herb Albert uh, uh, immediately because there was the connection with the the American record company. But our manager said, "Oh, that's going to be difficult and whatever. And he doesn't have to do it because you know he's a big star and he has a lot of money and whatever." So we just asked him and. Uh, and he immediately liked the idea. He was listening to the song, to the, to the song with the piano, and he said, yes, I do it.
LA and uh, in one day he was just yeah recording it. He's a very very nice guy. I met him uh, later in Hamburg when where he had a concert. Uh, met him backstage and we were talking about Devil's Ball. He still thought it could be it could have been a hit, uh, but the problem was the violin. The violin was not. Um, suitable for for American radio stations. They didn't play the song. It was too too weird for them. Yeah, that's that's a shame because I mean Herb, Herb Alberts. He's he's a legend, and that would have totally Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- I think he's only is, is the only artist to have a number one hit in America as a vocalist and as an instrumentalist. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So, have you? as a solo artist, ever thought about coming performing in America? Oh, yeah, I would love to, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's tough to, 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 to come with all the musicians and everything. Um, I was playing in Toronto, uh, in Canada, uh, with, with local musicians. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a good idea, actually, because you saved a lot of money. I just went there alone and, and, and was playing with them. They were very good jazz musicians at a club. Uh, downtown Toronto, uh, and it was great. Maybe I should do something like that. I mean, if there is a promoter uh, uh, um, that gets me over, uh, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm sure your fans here definitely would, would you know love to see you as well. Now, now you, um, I know Captain of a Heart has been kind of uh, covered by a, a few artists. Do you yeah. prefer any of them or like any of them at all? I like the Randy Crawford version uh, the best. Um, I mean, I, I, I love her voice, ever did, and uh, she did a great job with it. I, I like it. I like the way she sings it. Yeah, it's it's a tough song. I you know I think to hear anyone else. Yeah, but, it's but a tough you. song, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't a hit uh, for her either. I mean, I think you can't change it. You know, it's it was perfect the way we did it, and you can't change it. But but it's kind of a it's kind of a radio standard, so why not covering it? It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. I uh, and you guys were the first Swiss duo to have a top forty hit in the U.S. with Captain of a Heart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was yeah unusual. Very unusual for a, for a Swiss artist actually to to hit the Billboard charts in America. That's true. Right. Do you know of any others since then? Um, no, I don't think, not top, not top 40, no, I don't think so, no. Right, yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah, no, there is, there's one, a hard rock group that was called Crocus, but they were before us. Okay. I think they, they had a top 40 hit, too. Right, okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on today, and, uh... Oh, it was, it was my pleasure. Keep up the good work, and hopefully, uh, you can find your way across, the, across the pond. Oh, yeah, I would love to, Yeah. <laughs> Then we can do uh, a life interview. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'd love to see you. All right. Thank okay. you so much. And a special thanks to Kurt for joining us today. I recommend everyone listening to go back and check out Double's albums. They're really, really good. Check out Kurt's solo work. It's very entertaining as well. You can find Kurt on Instagram. He always posts great pictures. Kurt Malou. Follow him on Twitter at Kurt Malou. He's on Facebook, Kurt Malou. Kurt Malou everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at the first Noel19. Be sure to like the page for Living My Youth on Facebook. 
rate and review the show on iTunes. Please rate and review the show. A special thanks to everyone listening. I can't do it without you guys. And be on the lookout for the next episode of Reliving My Youth. Real soon.